Hello and welcome to the Clark's Legal Podcast. This is a podcast series for businesses and individuals which highlights recent case law updates and insightful discussions on the latest legal developments presented by our expert Clark's Legal lawyers and occasional guest speakers. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to this podcast which is brought to you by Clark's Legal. My name is Amanda Glover and I'm an employment solicitor in the firm's business services group. At the time of recording this podcast, it's the 8th of September 2021 and today I'm going to briefly talk to you about redundancy levels this autumn and also the end of the government's job retention scheme. So speculators predicted a surge in redundancies this autumn as the coronavirus job retention scheme comes to an end on the 30th of September. However, this surge doesn't appear to be forthcoming. So despite 1.9 million workers still being on furlough at the end of June, recent data from the insolvency service, now that's the body employers must notify when they're making 20 or more staff redundant. So data from the insolvency service shows that the proposed job cut figures in August were the lowest they have been for seven years. And the exact number of proposed job cuts stood at 12,687 in August. Um, And just to put that into context, at the height of the pandemic, this figure stood at 150,000 job cuts per month. So in terms of the end of the furlough scheme, um, during this month, September, employers are able to recoup 60% of a worker's wages, and that's up to a cap of £1,875 using the government scheme. Um, And please remember as well that the deadline for August claims is the 14th of September 2021, so that's next Tuesday, Um, and the deadline for September claims is the 14th of October 2021, and that's the final deadline. Then obviously past September, employers with staff that are currently on furlough will need to assess whether they can afford to pay 100% of staff members' wages going forward, or whether they'll need to look at making redundancies instead. So despite the numbers of workers still on furlough, the dynamics of the job market have been changing significantly. And this may explain why the proposed redundancy figures are so low for August. Um, So the combination of Brexit and the pandemic has meant that there is a lower supply of labour in the market, whereas vacancies have actually hit an all-time high over the summer months, according to the Office for National Statistics. Now, we know that demand for labour is especially high in industries such as transport and manufacturing. If you're an employer who is nevertheless considering making redundancies once the furlough scheme has ended, um, you must just ensure that where you are intending to make 20 or more employees within a single workplace redundant, you submit what's called an HR1 form. So that's an advanced notice of redundancy form, and that needs to be submitted to the insolvency service. Now, you're required by law to notify the service of potential redundancies in any 90-day period, and a failure to do so without justification could actually result in prosecution and or a fine for you as a company or for any one of your officers. Of course, the submission of an HR1 form is only one part of the wider redundancy process. There are a number of other factors which need to be taken into account to ensure the redundancy process is fair and lawful and to help prevent future tribunal claims being brought by employees. So 
If your organisation needs assistance with anything I've mentioned in today's podcast, please do not hesitate to contact either our employment law team or our human resources consultancy for Bree People. And you can contact us via the email address contact at clarkslegal.com or via our Clarks Legal LLP LinkedIn page. Many thanks for listening to today's podcast. I wish you a good week and I look forward to speaking to you again soon.